Hey everybody, I hope your week has been good. Mine was uh, wonderful. Um, it's been beautiful here in Utah. It's sunny last f- what last three days have been in the high 60s, 70s, just as clear as it can be. And it's been really nice to be out and uh, delivering and things like that in the truck. I actually had to break out the shorts and uh, bring out my white legs. And uh, so I'm going to have to get some tan, some tanning going on there so I don't blind people when I'm out to, you know, dropping off uh, my, my deliveries and stuff. All the animals are out, the goats and the llamas and everything. <laughs> and the dogs are all out, uh, you know, just making sure that everything's copacetic when we're <laughs> making my deliveries. I have this, uh, I have this one stop. He's, uh, he builds race cars, chassis and stuff and, uh, for race cars. And, uh, and I make deliveries there almost every day. And he's got this beautiful, beautiful, dark, uh, German shepherd. His name's Ryder. And, um, he, every time I get in, he always jumps in my truck and he's always, he sniff he goes for the chewy boxes first. That's where the dog, you know, the dog food is and the cat food and stuff like that. And he walks around the car and he sniffs my wheels and, and he pees on each one of them just to mark his place. But he's the coolest dog, just the nicest little thing. And he, he likes to have his ears scratched, you know, behind his ears scratched. So I do that. And we, we he's, he's my buddy every time I go see him, but it's been a beautiful week. Um, and you know, it's finishing up, um, uh, with Easter, uh, this, you know, tomorrow, Sunday, um, I don't, I I'm Christian. So I, you know, celebrate Easter and, uh, I, uh, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, it gives me time to be with my family and see my kids. Um, one of the, one of the, I, I called my mom tonight. She's 93 years old and, uh, she was ill for a little while. She uh, was having a hard time. She was having a lot of times where she's falling down and her heart rate was dropping. And I guess, you know, blood isn't being pumped where it's supposed to be pumped at 93 years of age. But uh, she was having some troubles uh, falling. And because uh, and I guess maybe her blood levels were pressure wasn't good enough or anything. So they put a pacemaker in at 93 years old. And uh, now she, it's just like she's got a new lease on life, uh, 93, and and she's very perky now. And <laughs> so I, I, I try to call her every every weekend just to check in with her and see how she's doing. Of course, this week uh, with being Easter, I wanted to say hi to her and see how she was doing. She's doing great. Um, so we had a, we had a chance to uh, every time we every time we talk, we. Um, we talk about we kind of reminisce about about things, and uh, she was asking me how I was doing. You know, now that I'm divorced and I'm out here in Utah, she wants to make sure I'm I'm happy. And uh, I says I'm getting there. You know, each day's yeah, I'm getting better and better. And and she goes, Well, have you had many friends or anything like that? And I go, Well, Mom, I'm you know, I go to work in the dark and I get home in the dark, and until the weather kind of breaks. And I get more sunlight. It's not much of a chance to really, you know, meet new people. So I'm hoping that's what I'm looking forward to with uh, the expanded daylight hours and stuff like that. But we were sitting there talking, and uh, and we were talking about parenting. And she was asking me how my kids are doing. And of course, my son's getting married next month, and so she was asking how that was going. And she was wanting to make sure she got an, an announcement. I says, "Mom, you're on the list to get an announcement. Don't worry about that." And so we started talking about parenting a little bit. And she goes, um, 
she goes, you know, the only thing I really regretted um, as a mother is the way I, the way that I, uh, I, uh, I reprimanded a Mike. <laughs> he says, I don't, I don't know if he ever forgave me for this. And, uh, you know, my mom was very particular. She's very innocent, and uh, she was very particular on how we talked to each other as, as siblings. She hated when we called each other's names, and she, she really, really hated the word retarded. She could not, she would not allow that. If you said that in our house, this hand would come across the room and just smack you upside the head. Anyway, we had been arguing, all of us kids were arguing, you know, and stuff like that. And she had enough. And I guess my oldest brother called my sister retarded. And man, did she let into him. Um, she we used to have these, those yardsticks, you know, you get them at Home Deep, the wooden ones. And uh, she laid into him for that, said, you are not going to call your sister retarded. And uh, just literally just beat the living bejeebies out of him. <laughs> and uh, and I guess today that would have been child abuse or something like that. But back then, you know, you just didn't kind of like mess around with mom <laughs> at the time. She was always, she asked me, so what did dad do? Did dad ever spank you guys? I go, no, dad just had that look. And all he had to do is just his belt loop, you know, and you just, you knew that you didn't want to mess around with dad. But she goes, that was the only time I really felt like I, I owed, you know, I always felt bad about that. And, um, and, and I hope Mike forgives <laughs> I hope your brother forgives me, you know, because he says, the only, thing, the only thing I feel like I did bad with, with you guys is the way I treated him on that, on that occasion. Excuse me, I got a little bit of a dry throat here. Um, but anyway, I told her, I said, yeah, mom, I use that story all the time when I talk to my kids. <laughs> and I, and I didn't really, you know, at that point you're kind of embellishing a little bit. And, and I said, yeah, my mom, man, she just let into my, my brother and just like that yardstick started at a 36 inch, you know, three yards. And it turned out to be, she was like throwing pieces at him and, and just like going at him. And it was like really funny. My kids just uh, always kind of like laughed about it. And, um, it's a crazy world we live in today, isn't it? It's a crazy, crazy, crazy world. Um, so that's, you know, we talked about it. We just, we were laughing. I had, I swear I had tears coming out of my eyes. We were laughing so hard and just reminiscing. She goes, I really, I really do enjoy uh, talking with you, Bob, because we, you know, every time we get on here, we kind of reminisce about different things. And uh, I really, I really do enjoy it. Make me laugh when, when you call. And I'm, I'm glad I could do that because she's 93. She lives, she lives like in a, not an assisted living. She lives in an apartment by herself, but she's in a, uh, I don't know what they call those things, an older, uh, not a rest home, but you know what I'm saying? She has her apartment and she doesn't see a lot of people and she's 93 and she's, she can't get out and do what she wants to do. And, you know, the, her big thing that she needs to accomplish now is to find a new um, um, recliner because her recliner is getting old. So she's got to go out and um, look for it. She wants to go out and shop for a new recliner, right? I said, well, won't you just have, you know, Mike come over and get online? She goes, no, 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 I don't like to do that. I like to see it and sit in it and make sure I like it. There you go. Well, whatever, you know, toot toot your horn, you know? So in the next couple of weeks, I guess uh, he's going to take her out and, uh, and uh, have her look for a new 
uh, recliner, you know, soft recliner, which she needs, and I'm happy for her. But that's that's the highlight of her day. <laughs> Besides having me call and, and uh, reminiscing about the one bad time in her life when she felt like she was a bad mom <laughs> beating her kid. Um, so man, yeah, we we would be really in deep trouble with that. She goes, she goes, Bob. She goes, did you ever did you ever beat your kids or you know like spank your kids? I said, well, mom, I didn't beat my kids like you did with Mike. <laughs> But uh, no, I, I have I have spanked you know my kids when they're out of you know when they're out of place. Not nothing serious, you know, swat on the butt, you know, or something like that. Just to let them know that uh, what they were doing is inappropriate or it just wasn't going to be accepted. Uh, one thing my one thing my father really didn't like is when we are disrespectful to my mom. If we ever said anything remotely, I mean remotely disrespectful. Uh, to my mom, uh, she he. I mean, it's one of those things where you kind of uh, you um, you just all of a sudden you just had this hand come out of nowhere and it's just poof, smack you across the lips, and then you look and you'd look over at dad and he go he would give you that look like you don't talk about your mother like that, and if I ever hear it, I'm I'm gonna smack your mouth again. So we never really. You know, we didn't talk bad. We didn't talk back to mom very often, or my dad, of course. Um, he has his nickname was Rocky. He he was a boxer in high school, gymnast in high school, so he could take care of himself. And he probably wiped the wiped the floor with me if I got in a fight with him. So we never we never like crossed that line very much with my father. It was just this this. This respect that you had, a loving respect for for my dad and for my mom, which is, you know, which is what we should have is uh, from our kids and our and and, and their parents. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of that's being lost today because of all this wokeness and, you know, you can't you, you have to, you, I don't know, you can't even like talk to your kids anymore without them getting their feelings hurt. Anyway, uh, but that was that was my experience <laughs> today. It was a lot of fun and a lot of laughter, and it was great. Anyway, anyway, um, there's just I with my podcast, I always like to kind of give my view on a couple of uh, interesting stories that have taken place during the week. Um, I don't want to get too too much into politics. Number one, I'm not a professional, and I'm not. I, I, all it is is my view, and I read these things, and I go, oh, "That doesn't make any sense to me." Well, the the biggest one this this week, and I think it was Monday, I think, um, where uh, it was Christy Nome, I guess, in was it South Dakota? Yeah, South Dakota. Um, she um, she she uh, with she had two executive orders. Um, yeah, she's a Republican governor, Christy Nome. Uh, she banned transgender uh, girls and women from competing in women's sports. Uh, that's public high schools and colleges uh, th- through a pair of executive orders. Uh, and I guess what happened is the legislator t- tried to, they submitted a, a bill to her. She didn't like it because um, it. Uh, she just felt like it wouldn't uphold uh, constitutionally or something like that. There would be a lot of lawsuits and things like that. Um, so she vetoed it at the time, and she cited that her concerns with the, that the, that the bill, uh, the states, colleges, and universities uh, would have problems with compliance and national rules, and that both schools and students made them vulnerable to laws, the lawsuits and everything. Um, 
so she made these executive orders and changed a few things uh, to to cover those things. And it's just meant to be temporary, I guess, until the legislature decides that, you know, what they want to do and make it make it permanent. Um, let's see. Let me just read a little bit here. Um, in the in the executive orders, it does not ex, uh, explicitly mention transgender athletes. They reference supposed term uh, harms of participation of males and women's athletes, uh, an echo of a trans transphobic uh, claims. Uh, the orders also refer uh, reference biological sex, and that's supposed to be a disputed term that refers to the sex as listed on the student's original birth certificate. Um, it is possible that, uh, let's see, to know the, per- it is not possible to know the gender identity at birth. Now, this is where I kind of get, this is where with any of these, these movements, it, they, everything that they can do, and this is, uh, again, this is my view, everything that they can do to convolute and expand it to make no sense and to make it so confusing for the average person to kind of understand this is what is taking place in a, in in a, in America today and our society today. I don't care what it is, if you're gay or lesbian, if you're transgender, whatever it is, they expand this, and this is the this is what the thing is now. It is not possible to know the person's gender identity. Well, you know, it's it it is you you can identify the gender, and that's either male or female. You either have a penis or you have a vagina, one or the other, okay? And that's who you are. And both of those, either male or female, you were born with certain attributes that, uh, you know, stronger muscles, bigger bone mass, whatever, than a female, whatever, you're male versus a female, okay? Identity comes along later. Whatever you want to identify yourself as, go for it. That's what I... My feeling is, hey, listen, if you want to be a horse, identify as a horse. You want to be a llama? Hey, be a llama. I don't care. You can do whatever you choose to do. I was watching a, a friend of mine sent me a, a video, a Facebook video the other day. And there, there was this girl. She was a very tall, lengthy girl. And she, was, she showed a video of herself running around like a horse on all fours, you know, like galloping and things like that. And she was actually jumping over, you know, like she was at an equestrian event and she was the horse and she was jumping over these rails and all these little, over these little ponds and stuff like that. And first of all, when I first saw it, I went, well, that's kind of nuts, but you know, Hey, listen, whatever you want to identify as go for it. You know, I'm not going to say that you can't be a horse if you want to be a horse. Um, but this whole gender, I mean, science science is, is science. You're either a male or a female. And if you want to identify later on in life as something else, then, then more power to you. Um, these, I get upset when I read about these parents that are, that, um, that are trying to, like, their kids are confused or they don't even know what sex is yet. They're the three or four years of age. And yet they're they're so woked on this whole uh, gender identity thing that they start giving their kids, uh, you know, puberty blockers and, and hormones and things to change things because their kids are three years old and they're like they dress up like a little girl or a little girl dresses up like a boy. Oh, my gosh. 
she doesn't know where she doesn't know who who she is. I guess I guess I need to believe her at three years of age or four years of age or six years of age. Are you on? You have to be on drugs to sit there and and, and think that way. Okay, it's perfectly natural for a person to question or they're they're finding out about who they are as individuals as they're going through their childhood and their preteens. Okay. Dysphoria. You can have this. You can have dysphoria, which is a you know you're confused about who you are, and um, but what happens is that most cases, what they say, uh, psychologists say that most cases of dysphoria usually uh, resolve themselves um, by the time they reach puberty a little bit more. If it goes past puberty, then there's some other some other issues that they're working through and things like that. And then maybe you can start talking to them about their 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 sex and what you know what they want to be or or they're confused. But most of it resolves itself when we got families and parents who are just so like into this, you know, this transgender and this whole sex uh, identification thing is just like, give me a break. I mean, <laughs> I think to, to me, my view on this is that it's it's criminal for a parent to sit there and start their kids on puberty blockers and things when they're six, seven years. It's just, it's unfathomable to me. Anyway, um, so, you know, there's this whole thing about gender and then your identity. And this is where they've convoluted, to me, this is where they've convoluted this whole, this whole idea of gender. They've taken the gender out of it and just say, well, it's only important because what, what a person thinks that they are. And like I said, I don't, have a, I don't care what you want to be. I don't care what you want to identify as. I don't hate you. So I don't like to be. I don't like to be classified as a. You know, you're you're phobic. You're some kind of a transphobic. No, I don't. I don't. I don't care. Do whatever you want. You want to be gay. You want to be a lesbian. Be gay or lesbian. Hey, have at it. I. It's none of my business. I don't want to be forced to to have to treat you a certain way. Live your life. If you're happy doing that, then more power to you. You know, but don't force me through laws and things like that that sit there and, and take away what I understand is like your biological sex and your it, it, the way that you were born and that you are male and female and try to try to some way to obscure that in a way that allows um, you know a, 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 a boy or a man to train to transgender over to, to change over to a woman. You know, you, and I think that women's sports is is going to suffer because of this. <clears throat> I was sitting there thinking about, wow, what happens if Pete Sampras decided that he wanted to be a girl? He wanted to transition to be a girl in his in his prime, right? And he, he and he did that, and he wanted to play women's sports. Um, and he would he would absolutely dominate, and and women would be just completely devastated. Because you just he you wouldn't be able to compete. Um, I like what I did is I looked up, I looked up the the differences in just in just in uh, serving speed between men and women, and let me just uh, I'm not going to go through. There's a list of fifty here, but the average the average speed of a serve, not not the top spin like Pete Sampras was, 
he was like 115 to 130 miles an hour average. But what made his serve so dangerous was his top spin that he put. He had put such a, a top spin on the ball when it would come across the net and 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 hit the hit the court. It would it would just do all kinds of crazy stuff, which made him just completely just crazy uh, server. You know, and you have some very high powered uh, people that you know players that are out there. But here's the thing: I looked at the like the top. What was this like? This list, anyway. It ranges. There's about thirty here, but it ranges anywhere between 163, which was the fastest, which was Sam Groth, and that was at uh, I don't know, the Busan Open and Challenger Tennis, whatever. That was 163 miles an hour, and it. Um, um where is it? Uh, where did I lost it? Where did he go? Oh, there it is. Um, down to like 144 average. Okay, these are. These are averages. If you look at women's tennis, okay, they average anywhere between 133 to 124. So you got about a 20 to 30 mile per hour difference in 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 serving speed. Now, I played tennis through high school. I played tennis since I was like, like a little kid. I used to play with my dad. He taught me how to play. And I'm telling you, um, Sir, serving is – there's a big difference between uh, 100 mile an hour and 130, 140 mile an hour uh, serve, especially when there's top spin and things like that. And if Pete Sampras would have, would have decided that he wanted to play women's sports, that would have devastated women's tennis, absolutely devastated it. And I heard, you know, Billie G. King, she's all about, you know, equality and things like that. And I would bank, I would bank on it if she was playing tennis at the same time as, uh, as uh, you know, you know, like Pete Sampras and Roddick and all these guys. And if, and if she was competing against them and on the female circuit, she would have a different tone to what she's talking about. Just it, it would be. There's just no way to. And then you take that with any sport. I don't care basketball, field and uh, field and track. There's just huge differences between the biological sex and the gender that you were born. You were born with certain characteristics. Yes, there's variations. I agree 100. percent Yes, there are more feminine men. There there, there are more feminine genes, and some men. Than other men. That's fine. The same thing with women, you know, and that's that's fine. But that doesn't change your gender. It doesn't it doesn't change how you were built and the capabilities you have as a male or a female. And you're taking these 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 attributes and these physical attributes that you were born with that you were going to have stronger muscles, bigger bone mass, normally taller. And you're going to sit there and put these. You're going to make these changes in these in these sports, and you're going to allow these 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 trend these people who are transitioning to play in women's sports. Here's what's going to happen: it'll absolutely devastate women's sports. It will absolutely devastate women's sports. And you're not going. To, you won't have people that want to compete. We've already starting to see this. We have lawsuits of high school students who are competing with, with, uh, with boys who have transitioned to women who are now running on track, and they're just they're racking up all these, you know, these trophies and these these uh, all these wins and these these titles and everything because they are stronger, faster, 
and it, th- that's just a that's just a f- it's just a fact that that's what it is. Okay, and it is unfair, and that's what it's about. It, 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 things need to be fair and equitable in order for. Uh, a girls team, uh, uh, a track and field or a tennis player or, or whatever. Can you imagine like, so I don't know if you ever went, watched a girls softball game or not. I used to go watch my son play baseball when he was in high school. And then I would stop in and for a little bit and I'd watch a girls softball. You ever see a girls softball uh, field? It's about half the size of a, of a regular baseball field. And there's a reason for that. Because girls don't hit a lot of home runs. They do a lot of bunting. They do a lot of hitting, singles, and things like that. If you had, if you had a group of males decide they wanted to transit and start playing softball in a, in a women's league, they would have to change the size of the fields because the guy would be crushing the ball every time. It would be, hey, let's get up, hey, another home run. You know, and, and that's what it would be. It would absolutely devastate what's going on and in and, and, and the Idea of fairness. That's what I. That's what I feel, and that's what I. That's my view on it. It's just. It's nuts. It's crazy. Uh, in about a week or so, I'm gonna. I have a special guest coming on, um, uh, who has a who had a son who trans who uh, who uh, transitioned to a female, and uh, she's gonna let. She's gonna talk to me about mostly about how that worked with her being a mother and a parent. Uh, the, the struggle with that, the acceptance, and things like that, and you, you're going to be surprised, I think, to hear some of her ideas about transgenders. Even though she has a daughter, you know, a son who transitioned to a daughter, and I think it'll be very interesting uh, to listen to. So I hope you listen to it when I when, I, when it comes on. Uh, the other um, the other uh, story that I thought was kind of interesting <laughs> that I read. Uh, going along with wokeness and things like that is part of this $2 trillion infrastructure thing. Uh, and this is just real quick here. I guess now highways are, are racist, according to this article that I read. This is, uh, I think this was CNN. Oh, this is the Washington Post, and I read another one in CNN. It was almost identical. Uh, I guess there's a, there's a Claiborne Expressway that's in, uh, where is it, um, where is this thing? Um, I'm sorry. Uh, I had it right here. and uh, Oh, in Louisiana. Okay. And I guess it goes through these black communities, right? And uh, I guess a long time ago, you know, they were building these a lot of these highway systems, and they raised them up, and they ran them through these, these neighborhoods, I guess. And But now, you know, since we live in such a woke uh, society now. Now these things are racist because you know they're they're separating out the you know neighborhoods, black communities, Hispanic communities, and things like that. And uh, so it's either they're going to use part of this money, this like I can't remember what it was, fifty billion dollars or something like that, to either reroute these these um, these highways that went through these these neighborhoods. Or to, you know, tear them down and, and reroute them, or something like that. But uh, you know, Biden's uh, was talking uh, this lady Steli, who I'm reading this article about, is um, you know talking about. I'm so happy that uh, you know President Biden is uh, working on these these racist highways that have divided our our neighborhoods and stuff like that. 
And I'm sure that's, you know, I'm really sure that that's what's really, you know, you had these these city councilors, these uh, councils, these these uh, trans- all these transportation people who are laying out the city, who are uh, designers and things. I'm sure that they sat around and said, hey, let's see where we can be racist here. And let's see, let's 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 put a highway through this and let's separate that this black community from this Hispanic community. And let's separate out this Asian community over here. And I'm sure that was their aim, right? Jeez. <laughs> it's like, get... sorry for the delay there, but, you know, it's like we live in a crazy, crazy world. You know, I, I, grew, up in this, I grew up in the 70s, uh, 60s and 70s, and, you know, the biggest thing that happened in was Richard Nixon and Watergate and him trying to cover up the, you know, breaking into... Uh, uh, Watergate and, and hiding these tapes and saying he didn't have them and things like that, and and that was big. That was big, big, big news. The government, as far as the government goes, and his administration, and ended up having him uh, resign and things like that because he lied, just blatantly lied about it. And uh, but I've never seen. I really kind of wonder like where our country's going, and I I don't know if I'm. I, Am I the only one out there? I don't think so. I hear other people talking about the same things, but like, does this any of this stuff make sense? It doesn't. It's just a bunch of feel good stuff. It it really is. Uh, it's just feel good. And when you have a try to have a conversation about it, people just don't know how to have a conversation about it anymore. You can listen. You can disagree and still get along. You can disagree and still like somebody. And we are having our our rights eroded from us as a result of all this this woke and cancel culture and things like that. And it's just wow. It's just I I, I sixty two years of life. Uh, I just never thought I'd ever see uh, my country like this. It's just it's incredible. And 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 the how rapid it's changed over the last decade. It's it's. It, crazy how it's changed. So, um, so I guess they'll be making some changes for these racist, uh, these racist highways. Uh, so I thought those are the two kind of like articles that are kind of like really, uh, thought was kind of interesting to, uh, to talk about. Listen, thanks for listening. Um, be careful out there. Um, I don't know what state you live in that you're listening to me. I know in Utah, there, the mask mandates supposed to be done in April 10th or something like that. So things are starting to lighten up. Businesses are opening up again, which is a good thing. We need to get back to work. Um, and I'm happy about that. And uh, But be safe out there. Um, if you feel comfortable taking the vaccine, take the vaccine. If you don't, you want to wait. Don't, don't feel like, don't be pressured into doing it because, you know, it's your life. It's your choices. Nobody can tell you what to do. Uh, we don't have a dictatorship here. We have a democracy and a republic, and we get to choose what we want to do and what we don't want to do. And that's the facts. That's the rights that you have. So don't let people try to push you. If you're in an age group that you feel like you need to get it done, get it done. You know, more power to you. Uh, if you don't, then don't. <laughs> you know, don't let people pressure you into doing things. Um, so everybody have a good uh, good week. I hope everybody uh, has a good weekend. Thanks for listening. Um, you can reach my podcast on uh, Rob Scott at robscottpodcast.com. Uh, I'd love to hear your comments 
um, on any of my podcasts. And if you can get me, if you want to do it, rob at robscottpodcast.com. That's my email address. Uh, check out my website. It has all the uh, has all the uh, uh, past episodes and just some crazy pictures and just my thoughts and stuff that kind of go along with my podcast as well. So check it out too. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your support, and I'll uh, I'll be talking to you again. <laughs>